Hi, Joe here from She Did You Can, and this episode is called How to Get Money for Your Beers, Part 1, and it is a co-production from Broad Radio. Check us out at broadradio.com.au and Women's Agenda, a daily news publication for women. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm George McEncrow, founder of Sheba, Australia's first female-only rideshare. And I'm Jo Stanley, aspiring startup founder, and this is She Did, You Can, a podcast about turning your idea into a business. Learn from my experiences, create your company as I create mine. She Did, You Can, the inspirational, confessional, real-time guide to starting your business. Joe, what, what the dickens are you doing? <laughs> Joe, I'm just, I'm just, look, I, you know, I'm building my business, Broad Radio, and, uh, oh, gosh, I've lost track of <laughs> I, 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 I lost no, count. Joe, 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 I know every penny counts, but there are some bigger bucks that you're going to need to raise, my friend, which is why in this episode, very shortly, we're talking exactly about how to do that, how to raise funds for your startup. So you're suggesting that the $3.75 that I found at the bottom of my car is not going to be enough. It's a daunting process. <laughs> Starting a business, it costs money, and then knowing you have to find that money is really hard, right? Yeah. But it's not impossible because you did it, and which means you can do it. Yes. So let's find out. How we all can do it too. Well, George, I'm I'm really excited to find out how we can raise money for our startup because you can't really start a startup without some cash. It does make a big difference. You want to do it right. You want to do it once and getting some of those things, you know, done properly the first time is very important. Okay, but first I want to give you an update on Broad Radio because I've seen a few yeah. weeks now people have been following my progress. Yes, all of us. And we're at a stage where we are testing the technology for our minimum viable product, which is this one hour a week live streamed show. Yes, right. and how's it going? Look, it's been going quite well, except I had a little drama during the week, which was quite a learning experience. Um, what happened was we had all of our hosts were beaming in using this amazing software, vMix, yeah. right? And so we had, you know, Ange Pippos and Zoe Daniel and Bianca Chatfield and Anjali Rao and Shelley Ware, amazing, amazing women. Amazing people. You know, so excited. And we recorded it all because what I was going to do, right, yeah. was use that to create a hype reel from a social media, like Perfect. pre-promote. Brilliant idea. I know. You're always thinking. Natural born marketer. Yeah. Anyway, um, so did that um, first day and then my vMix operator left. We were in a bit of a rush, we'll admit. Um, and then I shut it all down. Yeah. To go back and look at it that night. Fair enough. Just do some paper edits to send off to my video editor. Review. Yeah. Went back, not there. 
files, not there. Shut up. Right? Oh, no, Three me... hours of recording, not there, right? Oh. I have walked away, I had a few like deep breaths, gone vomiting. back and gone. It's literally not there, right? And I had this flash of one of those white boxes that pop up before you press shut down. It popped up. I didn't read it. Press shut down. Oh, my God. I've deleted Don't. them. George, I've deleted them. You haven't actually though, have okay, you? Okay, so I don't know how PCs work. It's all on a PC. I'm not that kind of person. Anyway, so I've had what I would describe a very dark hour, a very dark hour. Okay, but can you tell me where it's a bit where you get <laughs> So, and then I've just, after having a complete meltdown, I've just gone, look, I'm the CEO. I have to face the fact I made a mistake. And, but, you know. So you didn't find them? Did not find them. I've just gone, I've made a mistake. We were going to do more testing the next day. So then... It, deeply ashamed I had to tell the likes of Angela Pippos and Zoe Daniel. Zoe Daniel, foreign correspondent. I know who she <laughs> is, Joe. I had to say I've deleted the That's files. Right. Can we re-record some of it tomorrow? That's they were, right. they were very kind. That's right. It's not a, it's not right. a patient on the table. Do there you, are no lungs and it. hearts That's involved. That's it. You make mistakes and mm-hmm. I've got to just own up to the fact I did. Try and make it good and I did by admitting it and they said yes very kindly. Um, During this whole drama I had texted a friend down the street who was a PC expert, right? Oh, my God, is there any way of getting back deleted files? Had forgotten I'd done that. Just decided at 9 o'clock it's all too much, I'm going to bed, right? I'm just going to bed. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow we'll re-record. At 9.30 I get a doorbell. (laughs) I mean, my pyjamas. I'm like, who's that? I almost didn't answer it. It's my friend from down the street. Don't in disturb the rain. my shame spiral. I'm here. I'm, I'm busy rocking in a corner. <laughs> so I let him in in my pyjamas. I'm like, I don't think you can help. I don't think you can. And he goes in and he opens up the computer and there they are. Oh, Joe. They're all there. Of course they I are. Just Everything know. saves on the cloud. I didn't know where to look for them. Because you can't find, like every time you try and, you know, kill someone, someone's watching you and <laughs> recording it. Like you can't deliberately <laughs> go and try and record people who do it for a living and have lost it. Oh, I'm no, so relieved. I am too. But the lesson oh, there. Far out, The man. lesson there is get your experts to do what they do and step away. Yes. And this is where money comes in, right? Yes. Knowing what you can do, what you can't do and what it's worth shelling out good coin for, which is why people say, oh, just do that yourself, do that yourself, you know, like you can have a, like, okay, to a degree Mm. this is true and you should attempt to know every aspect of your business to a point. But should I be writing code? No. No, I should not. No, I should not. (laughs) Should you send all contracts that are very complex to a lawyer? Yes, yes you I should. should. I should yes, pay I should. for that yes, and I, I need the money for that. That's I should right. pay for video editor. I should pay for should a pay. technician to run the VMIG yeah, software yeah, yeah, as yeah. I am because I can't do it and in the end I will accidentally delete something. You There's will. a high chance of that. You can probably write a Facebook post <laughs> but you probably can't <laughs> follow the whole way it's all going to be done or try and, you know, film no. the assets that are going to make your whole Facebook social media program for a year. It's exactly right. So I've learnt that lesson and now I know I need to. To raise some cash. I feel like I've just been for a job. Oh, mate, you should have done the roller coaster of my day because I was so excited after the recording and it was all so great. And then I thought I deleted it yes. and then they were back. It was like a miracle from a disaster. It's actually almost better than having just recorded them and found them <laughs> where they were when you left them. Well, at least I got a learning from it. But here we are. We're here I'm to learning. talk about. I got a learning. A learning. <laughs> well, it's like saying you went on a journey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Next time you got to tell me to bring Valium and a vomit back. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry for using that term. That's I'll right. try to avoid using that a again. A learning just means a mistake. It's just a turd that's been polished. Yeah. Is a learning. That's, I do that yeah. a lot. <laughs> you know, we come from radio. Yeah, that's basically I'll... a job description. <laughs> <laughs> Polish a turd. Anyway, the point is we are here to learn about how to raise money from someone. Well, you've raised a lot of money, George. I have raised a lot of money. business and you've been yeah. very successful in that. And I didn't want you to have to shoulder this conversation with this idiot. So oh, you're not an idiot. So, you're gorgeous. You're just starting. So to help us navigate how we can raise funds for our business, and there are many different ways, we're joined by Shivani Gopal, CEO and founder, The Remarkable Woman. Great name for a business. Yeah. Love it. Uh, she's also finance expert and writer for Women's Agenda. Hello, Shivani. Hello. How are you? We're good. We're very, yes. very good. And uh, it is a great name. It is a great name for a business. And you are a remarkable woman. What does the remarkable woman do very quickly in a nutshell? Thank you. Um, I, you know, speaking of the name, it struck me because women by definition are remarkable. And I think that we're so very uh, less often acknowledged for the remarks that we make. And so I wanted to make that a real standout point and hence the name The Remarkable Woman. Um, so thank you for that. But The Remarkable Woman, I think you can think of it as the Netflix of career development. So if you want a, a Rolodex of, you know, videos and assets that can help you get ahead in your career, in your business, in your confidence, but also money and how to build an investment portfolio for yourself or um, learn how to pay down debt, that is what The Remarkable Woman does for you, um, along with an, an algorithm that enables women to match with mentors online. Oh, how good is that? How good. Because it is so time-consuming. People say to me, you know, especially single mum, four kids running a startup. Did you go to this event? Did you go to that event? Mm. Did you go to and I think if any one person offers me one more networking thing, like the last thing actually I think a lot of women need is more ways of standing around chatting to like we're mm. very good at that. Mm. We need the cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually what we don't have is a lot of coin. So show me the money, brother. I don't want to yep. don't, don't please don't send me to another, you know, yeah chat session. I don't want to it, it would be true that I feel like there's a lot of hours and words spoken for the coin that you're counting like oh, you know how do you right. even what's the rate per hour yes yeah, so, <laughs> so much it's like when so I used much. to deliver pizzas yeah for, <laughs> it was like $2.80 a delivery yeah I feel like that's what I'm doing yeah yeah absolutely so I think you know to be able to connect directly to a mentor who's going to suit you by an algorithm is huge very that's clever. a massively you know that's a huge time saver Thank you. And, I, and you know, you've really hit the nail on the head as well. I mean, how much should you be paid for something, right? How much should, should you be paid for, you know, doing the great work that the both of you are doing? Um, and there's so much ambiguity around that. Um, so we've also built this pay calculator as well so women can find out in a couple of seconds if they're a victim to the gender pay gap and they've got an evidence-based way to, you know, march over to their boss's office and say, hey, you know what, I'm far under the benchmarks here and we need to have a chat. Yeah, that's very clever. But we're here, we are here specifically around how to raise funds for your startup. Now, I'm assuming most people listening to this are in the same place I am, which is they've kind of started, but they need to get any kind of progress. They're going to need some money. And how much are we looking at, do you reckon? I want to know how to raise 100000 bucks. I think that's, I know that seems like a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but I, I really think to be on the safe side to know that you've got enough covered. Mm. Um, you need about a hundred thousand dollars to say 
To Presco. To Presco. Okay. And of course it's going to vary from business to business. If you are buying a business with pre-established, you know, clientele and a brand and all that, it's different again. But everything costs you something and whether that's your time, whether that's your, you know, you want to outsource some things, you're going to have knowledge deficits in various places, but a hundred grand is going to be a nice comfortable round figure mm-hmm. given our audience. We just want to, I think we just land on a figure like that. Okay. So what what are the first steps, the easiest ways to raise a hundred grand, Shivani? You start with what we, what we call friends, family and fools, the, the, the three Fs. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I actually disagree with the with the term fools, and it's it's just a term that goes around a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to acknowledge it, and hopefully it rings some bells for people. And that's what's important, right? Remember the statement so that you go out and take action. Friends, family, and fools. But I would much rather rephrase the fools with the people who um, are faithful and people who believe in you. Totally that is agree. Yep. that you were going to start to raise capital. And, George, I'm so glad that you brought up this 100 grand figure because you're very right. You will need about $100,000 initially simply to validate your business idea. Um, it's not going to get you very far at all. It's not going to enable you to pay yourself and pay your employees and build tech and do all that sort of stuff. Whilst 100 grand may sound like a lot of money, it will really only get you to a point of validation. If anything, it will probably only get you past a nine-month point, um, especially if you're really trying to grow something aggressively. But what is important is the validation you get from it, not just from validating your business idea, but you also get this really cool thing called, you know, um, a founder validation, mm-hmm. a start validation. And it's a little bit like, hey, someone else backed me. So because of that, I'm more likely to be backed by others. Mm-hmm. Because once you get your first investment, it's all dominoes from there. It's so much easier for it to, to follow through. Have you found that yeah, I, I definitely, like I got my first bit of money in, which was I put my own money in and I I think that's really important to do as well because investors will say, if you're not putting your skin in the game, why would I follow with mine? Um, so you do have to be prepared to put your money in mm-hmm. and then so my first investor, you know, and he also where your first investors come from is also important too. So if you can find someone to back you from the financial sector, from the legal sector, from people who you know um, you know, yes, they might be family and friends, but they might be family and friends with a bit of knowledge mm. of the commercial area, for example. So that adds um, a little bit of discernment and adds confidence to investors that follow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that, you know, you starting with a, a good network and having a credible network and then using that as well, especially if they're okay with sharing their name, will really build that credibility. So we're going... Cap in hand to our friends and our family. Is that what we do? Dinner and a cheese plate, I think, is always <laughs> nice. I think it's good to say have a glass of Cardinet and um, and let me pitch it to you. I mean, look, people will want to come. In, in my case, my first investor wanted to put in $250,000 straight up and then together we went out and looked at what – but we were building a tech company. So mm. technology is just – notoriously expensive yeah and also if you you only get one shot at it so if it breaks um people won't come back you know you, you don't you can't win with fright and money as the, my grandfather used to say usually before he headed to the racetrack but 
um, you know, you you do have to back yourself with serious money um, because money protects money. So the more of it you have around uh, an idea um, and around a product, the more likely you are for that to be successful for every investor who who backs you in. So if people are going to be stingy with their investment, um, they're almost insuring failure, mm. you know, for it. So you you go in with courage and generosity and and good faith and it's it's very you know it is a very psychological spiritual kind of extension of people's personas you know what mm. how they how they feel about money and their attitude to money and um what what grows with that you know it doesn't mean be silly with it you know people have got to be accountable to it you've got to be very um, you should have boards and other people to answer to, other directors and people have to sign up and register it with ASIC and mm. with that comes a great deal of responsibility. But, um, yeah, I, I think you you want to go to friends and families and followers or faithful or whatever you want to call it. I don't think you should call people who give you money fools. Um, I call and- them fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, favorites I call them um yeah and and then you know be answerable to them and be incredibly respectful of Mm. the fact that they have backed you in but also then they've also got to give you room to do your thing because you don't want those investors to then be trying to micromanage you and this can be quite a problem I think so, Shivani, if what sorts of things are we going to our friends, family, and faithful with to ask for money? Yeah, it's really important. I mean, first of all, George, love the idea of the cheese platter. I haven't tried that one, so I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a crack uh, for my next startup, and I'll, I'll let you know how I go. Um, so, yeah, do that. Go with a cheese platter, a <laughs> bottle of wine, um, but also go with a good thought-out investment deck. It's really important that you structure your ideas out so that it doesn't look or feel like um, a request of, hey, I've got this incredible business idea, but I don't really have it fully thought through. Mm. Just bear with me here while I give you a one-hour spiel and so that you can try to fill in the blanks (laughs) and figure out what it is that I'm doing. No one is going to back an investment like that, no matter how much they know you, believe in you, and know know your ability to create something from nothing. So what you want to do is you want to structure your thoughts. You want to um, create a pack, at least an introductory an introductory pack, so I'd say about 10 slides, that takes, takes the person through what the business is, why it is that you're founding it, why does it matter to you, um, and importantly, what the problem is that you're solving. Mm. I think that's incredibly important because most businesses will solve the problem. And I like to explain it in, in these two ways. Most businesses um, are either a pill or a vitamin, um, but, but more, more so are on the, on the pill side, right? They are, they are relieving someone from pain. They are solving an existing problem. So highlight what the problem is. The problem is where it gets super juicy as well because the bigger the problem uh, the bigger the opportunity therefore the bigger the potential investment especially if you've got first mover advantage and you've got some kind of moat around you now when I first heard this term moat I thought you know what in the world are you talking about what do you mean moat <laughs> is it a castle and there are crocodiles around and and yeah. George I got that exact response people laughed went yeah kind of yeah you know what what's your moat where there's crocodiles around you and no one else can get to you and copy your business That's idea? True. How defensible true. is it's it? True. Yeah. And um, and look, it's pretty hard to have um, an impenetrable moat forever and ever, but just for long enough that you've got this first mover advantage. So you want to document all this in a deck, and then you want to talk about right now that we've talked about the problem. 
here's how I'm going to solve it. Here's my solution. And then here's how I validated that solution. It's not just um, I just did this thing and obviously I just realized no one can see it. That was me licking my finger. Finger in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's it's not just me, you know, trying to figure out something, um, you know, a finger in the wind. Um, It's me validating it through primary data. And primary data is you going out and asking a question over and over and over and over again. I think this is what the problem is. I'm now going to hand you a survey. Is that really the problem or is it something else? Because you want to make sure it's not just your own biases that get in the way. Because this happens all the time in consultancy firms, right? Uh, All these, you know, people get together, they create a product, they think it's the bee's knees and no one really Well, we just found out the other day, like 42% of businesses fail because there's no need for the product. Like that's the biggest reason why people fail. Yeah, Yeah. that's in episode three if you want to go back and listen to that. Oh, that's right. It's a very good app to listen to. Yeah, Yeah. but all of the research we spoke about there is exactly what you're putting in the deck that Shivani is recommending and I I love the way you're describing it, that it's so simple. What's the problem? How you solve it? And there's a lot of good versions of decks, good Mm. decks for different issues and keeping them short, sharp, punchy, you know, from an elevator pitch, like something you could describe to somebody in Mm. like two to three minutes to someone who really you've got to capture someone's imagination in about 25 minutes and really nail the problem. And and think of it like an old-fashioned essay, like you're you're attempting, it's a hypothesis. Like you said earlier, Joe, you know, like a business is a hypothesis and you're saying this is what it is, Mm. the who, what, where, why, so who's the team, who's been in, who's validating it. Um, what are we going to do and what are we going to, where is your money going to come back to you? Because that's the other thing people want to know. What And one of the tricky questions people want to ask you all the time is, well, what's your exit strategy? And you go, I haven't even started it yet. Yes. And you're wanting to tell me how to get rid of it. Yeah. And you will get mixed advice on how to answer that. Some very successful people say you shouldn't, you don't have to answer that and you should tell anyone who asks you that question no way get stuff stuff you know nick mm, off mm. um and other people will say look you've always got to say look potentially i'll be bought by somebody else but right. people want to know will this just be something that i i'll be, as a shareholder i'll get dividends and it'll just be a nice business that kicks along and we stay at home and you know um that's fine or will this go global and yeah you know, so how are you going to scale it and then how are you going to sell it? Basically? Yeah, how am I yeah. going to get my money back yeah. as an investor? What will be my return? Mm. What will be my ROI? Because yeah, it's not a favour. They're, They're not, doing it to make they money. They are investing for a return. Yes. And that's what people want to know. Where, When will this come back to me mm. and at what size? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Giovanni, also a budget, we need to put that in the deck. Yes, absolutely. But at that at that level, the, 
At the point when you're going to your friends and family, you want to have a bit of a financial forecast instead. Mm. Um, so you want to talk about, okay, how much money am I raising? Where is that money going to be put to? Yeah. Um, and, and often it's going to go to tech. It's going to go to the development. Um, there'll be a bit of you know compliance costs in there, I, I would assume, and there would be a bit of business development in there so that you can actually get the product out into the world and get some strong and swift validation. Um, so it's, it's always hard to have strong financials in an early deck that is really accurate, especially one that have long-term financials, how much money we're going to make in the next five years. That's really quite hard to predict at that early stage. But telling them where you're going to spend the money and what you think you're going to get out of it, I think is really important. At least that was the experience that I had. Um, And can I just say, I I couldn't agree more with George, you know, you really got to drive it home around, here's what you're going to get out of it. This is your return on investment. And importantly, you've you've got to remember not to forget to ask because you may find yourself at your friend's doorstep with the cheese and the wine and the investment <laughs> deck and your fancy iPad going through everything and you may end it with, so what do you think? Um, and instead, you're supposed to end it with something really firm and strong and confident within yourself. I'm going to go out and build this in the world. I know that this is going to succeed. Quick summary, this is why, this is why, and here's the person, I'm the per- right person to do it. Will you back me? Will you come on this journey with me? Because there's spoils at it for the both of us. You know, you've got to go really strong with the arts. I love that. That is like a script we should memorise. Look, it really is. And I think that idea that will you back me? Mm. And, you know, if you don't, there's also a very good chance that some other people will, but you are the people I most want with me on this journey Mm. because you are the people who you know that I respect you, that I will be very cautious with your money. I'll be very respectful of how you've earned this money. We've known each other a long time. I'm not about to jump on a flight to the Caribbean and, you know, like I I know you, I'm, I'm going to use our <laughs> yeah, friendship I'm for good. I'm not planning a massive Christmas party. No, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really going easy on the drugs these days. So I think, you know, that's that's why those friends and family should get first dibs on what is going to be a great opportunity for them and that's how you need to frame it in your own mind. They're going to get a great opportunity mm. to be a part of your business and they're going to get, you know, and that's why when you partner with an investor um, and as your business does seek get that validation and it does, you know, you go in from year one to year two to year three to year four and it starts to more people want to invest in your idea and they keep trying to switch you back to your old frame of mind and going, you know, you should be so lucky to have my money. Uh, and yeah. you start going, you know what, no, not so much. Uh, you should be so lucky to have a date with me. It's like a date, you know, yeah. and that's where I think people have to be very careful. As much as you might need the money, don't partner with someone who you suspect um, is wanting terms that are unfavorable. So I was going to talk to you, Giovanni, about terms, terms of investment. So let's say, okay, they're all in, that they've eaten all the cheese, the wine is empty, (laughs) they're all signed on. And in fact, you've wanted a hundred grand, but by the end of the thing, four people want to give you a hundred grand. Okay. Nice problem to have, but these things do happen. Okay. So, or, you know, that you've got, you're oversubscribed for the amount that you want, but you know that if you have an opportunity to take that money, you should probably take it now because, you know, you never know when you're going to get it again. What should you do? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, money will create a level of security and it will also lengthen your runway. And so many businesses fail because they don't have a long enough financial runway, which is basically just money to last the test of time, right? By the time you can validate your business, get some revenue coming in and you can survive or get more income coming and uh, get more investment coming in. So it's a great point. A um, couple of things to consider. First off, you know, to highlight George's point, um, if you've got an investor um, that you think is going to be a real pain in the ass, kick that investor to the curb. Don't bring them in um, because you're going to find you're going to spend so much time managing their expectations um, and working around their micromanagement that you're not going to be able to fulfill your vision for the business. And you're the one working in it full time. You're the one giving it your all. If you can't affect your vision, so much is lost. It's, it's really that top-down approach. So you've really got to make sure that you've got an investor who is truly backing you and is trusting your autonomy and your ability to bring this to life. The next thing that you want an investor, the ideal investor is not just money, it's smart money um, as well. So if you've got, you know, four lots of hundreds to choose from, I mean, obviously, if it's all great hundreds, take it, right? But we'll talk about what that means as well, because it does mean a lot of dilution of your equity too. Mm. So um, if I forget that, please oh, call I'm me writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but then there's, there's also the thing that you want some smart money. You want an investor who's got some incredible strategic connections. So, for example, with The Remarkable Woman, um, I would love an investor who says to me, brilliant, I've got three CEOs that I can connect you with um, and each three CEOs are looking to invest in their female pipeline um, and therefore they all would want corporate memberships for all their women. Bang. What an incredible investor. Not only are they giving me money to grow, but they've also given me a source of revenue, a connection. They'll yep. probably give me a warm handover. They might even come to the first meeting if I felt like I needed them. That is an incredible investor. And another one is someone who might want to come on board as an advisor, someone that you think has an incredible business mind um, and is able to lend you some of that some of that um, strategic prowess, um, so to speak, to help you navigate because you will need a lot of support. You'll need some great mentors along the way. So if you can find those kind of investors, that is incredible. Now, getting back to that point of dilution, what you don't want to do, and this really annoys me because I see this on, I used to watch Shark Tank all the time until I got really frustrated by it and, and couldn't do it anymore. Oh, they're so greedy, um, those people. Yeah, exactly. They're so it's, greedy. They take so much equity. Sorry, mm, go on. Yeah. They really do. Um, and and an example of that is, yeah, sure, I'll give you 200 grand, but I want 20% of your business. Oof, yeah. And, That's and a lot. You think, and you think, oh, come on. So, so now you're saying the business is only valued at a million bucks. Um, you know, you're wanting 20%. Um, you're probably going to do nothing. You'll probably do, you know, three introductions and that's it and there'll only be email and, you you know, you won't you won't really be invested in no. the success of my business. Um, and and that is when you really start to find that as a, as a startup founder, and this used to happen quite a lot a decade ago, and I think that the brilliant thing about media and, you know, different startup forums and, you know, Medium, I read Medium a lot, there's so many, um, so much talk about this as warning signs that I think are starting to dissipate. But what ended up happening to founders was they kept taking all these chunks of money and they ended up owning you know, 30, you know, less than 30% of the business from a, you know, from a from a seed round or from a series A round, you're going to keep getting diluted, which means you're giving a part of your business out every time you, you know, partner with an investor because they're buying a portion of your business in exchange for money, right? Mm. Um, so you're going to own less and less and less of it. And there's a lot of studies around this that you need a founder, founder equity needs to at least be double digits for them to have enough motivation, enough skin in the game for them to do the kind of monumental work 
and you know, I'm sure that both of you can agree. The more mm, yeah. work that goes into building a startup, I mean, there are you know, there's no such thing as a five day week. There's no, no such thing as nine to five. You know, you raise this notion of dilution, Shivani, and I just want to lay on the table, and I think there'd be many people who are listening similar to me. I've had zero relationship with money because I was raised in a very, very poor family. The notion of investment just didn't exist. Just have I don't understand money at all. No, that financial um, literacy stuff is often girls are kept out of that conversation altogether. Like it's very interesting to me how many women are scared of buying stocks, yeah. shares, and when I say it's so simple, a middle-aged white guy could do it. Yeah. And then they go, oh, yeah, okay, I can try and have a go. <laughs> it is, but it's 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 scary, right? And so well, it's even, just foreign. It's just you, even you attaching the word scary to it, it isn't scary. It's just you haven't done it yet. All right, I'll change my it's language. It's as scary as eating food from a country you've never been to. Don't, okay, no, yeah, I, get, I, just I, I will change my language because yes. that, is, that is reductive to say it's scary. It is yeah. foreign to me but also at the same time, Shivani, using the word dilution, can you explain that? Because really basic understanding of how investment works perhaps isn't within people like myself and others, our grasp. So when you say dilution, what you're saying is every time I get an investor, I own less of the company. And that's the simplest way of thinking about it, absolutely. And, and you know, um, I, I just think when you start off before, while you're bootstrapping, you um, you own 100% of your business. And for those of you who aren't comfortable with the term bootstrapping, it's just you're funding your own business, right? You're, you're taking all of your spare cash and you're putting it into your business, but you own 100% of it. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to value your business. You've got to put a valuation on your business. Most startups, especially if it's a tech startup, will, be, will, be, uh, will have a, a starting valuation of about a million dollars. Um, and so if you're going to an investor and you're saying, hey, I'd like $100,000, then it's the simplest way to think about dilution. You will you will take someone's $100,000 and in return, they are buying 10% of your business. And so your ownership is diluted down. You've gone from 100% to 90%. And every time you do this process, I mean, it can get a bit more complicated because you can raise more shares and so forth. But I think for now, let's just keep it really mm. simple. Every time you do this, you're going to own less and less and less of your business. Yeah. And so you really want to balance this out because the, the best way to, to start off, and I, I'm, um, I'm sorry, I forgot to actually mention this, is, you know, look for look for non-investor ways as well to grow your business. Look for government grants as well. There's a mm, yes. um, there's some great MVP grants out there, um, you know, across the states. And the, if you get that, then you can get a commercialization grant. That's more money. And, of course, if you're spending money in your business and you're doing it through research and development, then you can get an R&D grant, which basically means 100% of what you spend, if it, if it is genuinely research and development, and you can actually include your salary in that too for the time that you spent on that, you can get 43.5% back of that too. So there's some great non-equity ways or non-investor funding ways to build your business as well and to continually fund it. So therefore, you've always got to be careful. Do I want this investor money? Do I need this investor money? Um, you know, a great example would be Canva, right? I mean, yeah. they, they're such a success story. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, now I'm going to butcher this quote because I read it probably, I don't know, the last time they raised money, which is probably two months ago. Um, but it was something along the lines of one of the co-founders said, look, we could have raised a billion dollars if we wanted to, but that would have been hugely irresponsible. And you can see that. <laughs> yeah. If you don't need the money, don't raise it. Yeah. You know, be, be careful about planning your runway. How much money you, do you think you're going to need? Always give yourself more um, more fat 
um, mm-hmm. than what you think your runway needs, just in case, you know, things go wrong, like COVID happens, for example, um, and you've got a little bit of backing there. But don't go so overboard that you're giving away too much equity before you need to, because the entire point of a business isn't to raise capital. The entire point of a business is to create revenue. Yes. And get to revenue positive as quickly as possible. Of course it is. And we haven't even got to that bit. How will your business make money? That Mm. is for another episode. Mm -hmm. But right now, we're only about halfway through learning how we can raise money for our biz so that we can start the biz. That's right. That's right. And we're going to talk about the other ways you can get investors. So there are angel investors, there are startup accelerators, there are venture capitalists. And don't forget, George, crowdfunding, which which, at Sheba, you broke the Australian record for. It's the only thing. Maybe a, maybe a pie-eating competition. I could have a crack <laughs> at that. But it is the, so far the only thing I've ever been known to break a record for. I mean, yeah. I've I've possibly broken records. Um, for hearts. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I've broken that many hearts. There's got to be a record broken somewhere. <laughs> but it is an extraordinary achievement, George. Yeah. So we need to learn exactly from you how you did this crowdfunding yeah, thing. It's really easy. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely critical knowledge yeah. and it's going to be in the next episode, How to Get Money for Your Biz Part 2. Because, yeah. George, I'm tired. I need a cup of tea. Yeah, you do need a cup of tea and a little bit of a lie down and a cup of Bex. You <laughs> love not, your Bex. It's hard to get these days. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't know. Some Valium equivalent that obviously they took off the shelves because ladies liked it. So, yeah, and <sighs> that production. Um, yeah, look, I did. Um, so, you know, it means you probably can as well. She did. You can. That's correct. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 